Hello and welcome to the Real Horror Show podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, joined as always by the Stormy Skies. Yellow listeners. Um, I have a headache, FYI. I didn't say that off mic, but that's why I'm a little low energy. Okay. I woke up with like the right side of my head throbbing. Oh, jeez. Which might explain the weird dreams I had before waking up. Hmm. I dreamt that, um... Did you, did you possibly dream that, that you saw yourself dead? N- no, I dreamt <laughs> that I had rabies and it was too late to get shots to not die of rabies. Oh my god! But for sure, if I had dreamt that <laughs> I saw myself dead, that would leave me quite perturbed. That would make you be very scared and you would just cry and think something is wrong with you <laughs> and uh, seek and out a medium. Yeah. yeah, and that's essentially the plot of the movie <laughs> review we are reviewing today, Lake Mungo, which is a 2008 Australian psychological horror film and written and directed by Joel Anderson, starring Zalia Tucker and Martin Sharp. It employs mockumentary-style storytelling with found footage and docu-fiction elements using actor interviewees to present the narrative of a young family trying to come to terms with the drowning of their daughter and the potentially supernatural effects they experience after it. Dang. So this movie is very popular on Horror Talk, which is where it first entered my knowledge base. They hype it up as one of the best like mockumentary-style horror films around. I and think I... it's great. Did you ever see the Poughkeepsie tapes? No, that's on my list too, man. Is that that's pretty good too, probably. My major issue with the Kipsy tapes, which is another mockumentary style horror movie, is yeah. the intentionally low film quality that happens whenever something scary is going on on the right. camera. Very frustrating. And we don't have that issue with Lake Mungo. Yeah. So I would put it above the Kipsy <laughs> tapes just for that. But the Kipsy tapes is pretty scary i like it a lot i think this one is i think this one did it better i yes i that's that's what i was gonna say i would agree i'm like i'm sure the poughkeepsie tapes i've heard that that's very scary but this one like luke was in the room with me and he was like kind of like half watching it and he was like is this based on like a true story mm-hmm. but because that's how good that's like how yeah. good quality it was i was like dang like they're like really doing well like it almost seems like it's a really really good documentary no those were my thoughts exactly was right. if i just watched this on tv i would think it was a real <laughs> phenomenon i know but no, this movie deserves the hype it gets. I wasn't sure going in because the way people talk about it, they talk about the ending being jaw dropping. So I was <laughs> expecting a big shocking scare, but that's not what we got. Um, I would classify this as existential horror versus boo ah horror. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say it's like that's psychological because like mm-hmm. we're actually like we're talked through the whole movie so i'm mm-hmm. like never confused so i'm like oh okay i see yeah. but like yeah you know what i mean we'll have, we'll have to talk about that though. when we get to story we'll analyze <laughs> why it's more of an existential dread kind of yeah. horror yes than yes. psychological boo ah mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um so yeah that does not that does not really happen <laughs> yeah there's no there's no jump scares to startle you yeah, I thought there might be at a couple points and there wasn't. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Breaking it down into acting, this movie would fail without the actors. They were all phenomenal. They felt like real people mm-hmm. talking and not actors reading from a script. 
Yeah, they did. They did well. Which is so important for this mockumentary style yes. of storytelling. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, Just like the interview style and like the talking with two, when two different people are talking, especially I feel like when mm-hmm. how they're interacting and how they're like waiting for the other to finish or like maybe talking over the other a little bit. But it, it seems so natural. Did an amazing job. I was worried I wouldn't be able to take it seriously because of Australia and we love to make fun of Australian accents. I know. But no, they they were fine. Yeah. They were so good. And it was good. Yeah, this movie would have failed if they didn't have such good talent behind yes. the characters. Yeah, I agree. And speaking of the characters, we have um June Palmer, Russell Par- Palmer, Matthew Palmer. Matthew with one T, by the way. Yes, one T. <laughs> Uh, surprised <laughs> and alice palmer who is the daughter that drowned in lake mungo tragically is that did she drown in lake mungo or did she go to that's what i was confused about that i wanted to ask you is like yes. was it was it at lake mungo or was it at the dam i'm pretty sure she drowned in lake mungo because the lake so it was the same lake that she was at the with at the school with I her school so. friends with the videos and the, where she buried her phone I think so. So the family drove all the way back out to Lake Mungo. Yeah, I don't think it was actually. That's why I was like confused. She drowns while swimming with her family in a dam. At the dam. Ararat, Australia. That's that's pretty dangerous. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, why is it called Lake Mungo? She doesn't even drown there. It's just like she's there. Yeah. And there's no lake when she's there. It's like the dirt ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's just. Yeah. So Lake Mungo is where. The ad, uh, the like, the, the scary emotions are set into place. We yes, later find out that is in true, the plot. Yes. <laughs> That's the big scare. Uh, who else is there? I would say the next big character would be Ray Kimney, who's the psychic, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. a parapsychologist, as they call him, but a fucking psychic, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a radio psych. <laughs> and then we learn about. There's like the church people. Too. There's the church people and then the neighbors. Yeah, and then like some friends. Play a big role. Yeah, yeah the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, um, anyway. But yeah, so the characters were believable. One thing that annoys me about a lot of horror movies, especially in the early 2000s, like this one is, they yeah. try to force you to care about the relationship between characters by adding like inconsequential he was gonna propose or (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you're my twin sister and we've never had a great relationship but i'm gonna save you anyway um house of wax (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um but no watching the way they did the family home videos and the way the parents and the brother talk about the sister post-death Mm-hmm. felt very real it felt very authentic it did like we were watching real family dynamics play out on the screen that was phenomenal they did a great job <laughs> yeah i agree it was good and they did a great job casting the family like the kids looked like their parents <laughs> i know i was like what that was really good <laughs> so it's shocking to see that none of them are related i on- know Wikipedia. So a lot of thought and care went into the casting of this to make it feel like a real family, make it into a real documentary, even though it's not. Yeah, but it that it really paid off because it 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 really makes you think that it possibly could be like you said, Sam. Like if it just was on the TV and you didn't know it was a movie, I'd be like, oh, it's like a documentary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice. 
All right. So let's break down the plot. All right. Uh, so the story starts with 16-year-old Allie Alice Palmer drowning while she and her family are are swimming at a dam in Ararat, Australia. Why are you swimming at the dam? <laughs> that might just that's... be a, a safe right. place to swim and that's everything true. in Australia is trying to kill you. I was going to say, yeah, that's true. And maybe like the dam, like that's just that's just a normal place to swim, like the lake. Yeah, I mean, yeah. don't people swim near the Hoover Dam? Can't you swim in that lake? You know what? I think you can. Yeah, I think that you can kayak and swim around and, and stuff like that. So probably there's spots that's for recreation. Yeah. Like okay. I would prefer to swim in a safe lake than the ocean <laughs> in Australia because there are these things called stonefish oh, that God. look like rocks. And if you step on them, they shoot poisonous needles into your foot. Right. And then there's the jellyfish. Yeah. And the rattlesnake and the scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's trying to kill you in Australia. So you find safe places to exist. Right. Yes. It's quite dangerous. So yeah, that's (laughs) yeah, the stonefish. Yeah, dude. Uh, So after she dies and after her body is identified, and I was not expecting to see a corpse. Yeah. In a mockumentary. That was shocking. It was. Um, They set up video cameras or it's more like they start hearing sounds Mm -hmm. in the house and the brother decided to do a photography project at one point where he's just taking pictures of his backyard each month, same day, same time. (laughs) Um, And he happens to capture an image of Alice in one of these pictures, like a ghost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. after this, they decide to set up more cameras. Yeah. And the father even recalls a story of he felt something in Alice's room. So he went and sat in there for a while and saw her come into the room. Yeah. And she didn't notice him. And when she did, she yelled at him, berated him. Yeah. So they believe that she's haunting the house or she's not even dead. That. Um, he looked at the wrong body he was determined that he already had it in his head that it was going to be Alice no matter what right so they set up cameras to get enough evidence to show that there's a reason to exhume her body from the graveyard yeah yeah and Um, get like the DNA tests and stuff and there were there were also sightings of her at the dam by random tourists not just the family yeah so they do that, but the DNA test confirms that it was Alice. And damn it. <laughs> soon enough, uh, Matthew, her brother, confesses that he faked the sightings. That that surprised me. I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> that um, they were hoaxes. And it was uh, confirmed when another couple who had been at the lake the first time, the, the dam the first time, um, Alice was spotted on camera, that it was just him wearing her hoodie. <laughs> yeah what the heck however despite the hoax videos yeah um, twist number one (laughs) that was twist number one twist number two is one of the cameras captures the palmer's neighbor ratatouille (laughs) (laughs) it's creeping around inside the house yes he's creeping around inside the house and the family is like hey the fuck's going on like, so they the search they look in alice's room to see if they can find what he was trying to find and they find pretty damning evidence that the neighbors may have had something to do with her drowning because they made a sex tape of them having a threesome with her 
And this is the the adult parents that live next door, not like their kids. Yeah. Like two grown ass people with their own kids. Yeah. Having sex with a 16 year old. Which yeah. granted, I don't know the age of consent off the top of my head in Australia, but that's still fucking creepy, regardless. Yeah, she, she was 16 and um, he was their babysitter. So there's yeah. a power dynamic issue. Yes. Oh, yes. And then they moved away, what they say, like six or nine months after she yeah. died or something. Mm-hmm. Damn. Because they were afraid that tape would come to light after her death, which everything about that is suspicious. If you didn't have anything to do with her death, why are you moving away? Exactly. So quickly after she dies. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't help your case. No, not at all. <laughs> Dang. That like really came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The tape scene. So they've so. hired this uh parapsychologist psychic to come and sit in the house uh because they're not fully convinced that it was all just the son committing a hoax. Yeah. Or I guess it was kind of happening in the background. There was a lot going on in a documentary, yeah. much like there's a lot going on in life. It's not just one sequential thing after another. Yeah, yeah. So they'd been working with this para uh, psychologist named Ray, who <laughs> uh, they later find out was meeting with Alice prior to her death to analyze her dreams that she had been having about dying. Yeah. She had specifically about drowning being dead and her mother being unable to see or help her. Dang. <laughs> so the parents decide to stop working with the psychologist since that's such a huge thing to keep yeah. a secret from them. Yeah, I would say that's a pretty big thing. I was like surprised that he knew her already. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, man? that was a good twist. There were there's so many good twists in this, just like a good documentary. Yes, there are. Because, you know, the it's, it's a small world and it, it, people do make these connections and it's not a coincidence. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so, eventually Alice's boyfriend comes forward with um, mobile phone footage from a school trip to Lake Mungo where Alice is bearing something at the base of a tree. So, the Palmers travel to Lake Mungo to see what she buried up there. And they find her phone, her favorite necklace, and a bunch of other personal belongings that meant a lot to her buried under that tree mm-hmm. um so they should go home charge up her phone and see a video she took walking at night until she runs into a doppelganger that is a doppelganger of her corpse yes her drowned body mm-hmm. that scared her um so that's what scared her into burying the phone under the base of the tree we don't we never get a clear idea of why she did that whether it was to tell her parents what she saw after she died if she had accepted it at that point right or i don't know we never really get that answer yeah the mom is like it's like some sort of a ritual that she knows like i don't understand though so you're Mm -hmm. right like it, it really wasn't clear at all uh so the movie ends with the palmers moving out of their house um feeling like all Alice wanted them to know was what was happening in her life that they didn't see, that they didn't know about, that she was keeping from them. Right. Um, they think um, if there was a haunting, it's ended and her ghost has moved on. And the film ends with the family photo of them. And in the background, you can see that Alice's ghost is still in the doorway. And during the credits, 
which I thought was really cool. And after the credits, I went back to a couple of scenes to see if her ghost was actually in those pictures. But the pictures they show during the credits of the mockumentary are the doctored photos or just inconsequential moments that they showed throughout the documentary where Alice's ghost was actually in the corner of those photos but like a magician's sleight of hand, you didn't notice her because your attention was being drawn someplace else. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. That was cool. Um, and uh, at the end, whenever they are moving away, we do have the scene of like the flashback of Alice having that like session where she's mm-hmm. walking to her house and her mother can't see her. And then at the very end, the final like session with Ray with the mother She's walking into the room and she's in Alice's room and she's like, I don't see anything. Alice isn't here. So it's kind of like Alice was seeing the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of sad because it's almost like they left her behind because they couldn't see her ghost. You know what I mean? So that is yeah. actually like a very like bittersweet ending. Yeah. And I think that's what solidifies yeah. the existential dread of mm-hmm. this is she was there, but she was trapped as a ghost watching yeah. her family try to understand her, which was something they didn't even really do in yeah. real life. And the mom yes. admits throughout the documentary that as Alice got older, she felt like they had grown apart and she couldn't open up to her daughter as much as she yeah. would have wanted to. Right. And the fact that, and the parents are dealing with this horrible inward terror that their daughter was having a sexual encounter with their neighbor and his wife (laughs) she was whether or not she consented she was still being taken advantage of and that was something she didn't tell anyone not even her boyfriend he said he didn't know about it they wouldn't have been together I know like she totally had a boyfriend like that whole time too like dang so they feel like they didn't know their daughter and Mm -hmm. but in a way going through this haunting and being pulled in directions helped them get to know her better post um Mm -hmm. death yeah but had her brother not like done the hoax (laughs) would would they have ever started going down this path of trying to figure out who she was or would they have just continued living with that image of her that they already had yeah that's a good point maybe not now yeah maybe they wouldn't have taken the time so because there'd be nothing to solve mm-hmm. at that point you know there'd be nothing to it's like oh she just drowned yeah but yeah. now they know that maybe there was foul play afoot maybe there was something supernatural happening because they can't yes. deny that the figure they see in that video is the same that same yeah. thing that the father saw when he yes looked at her corpse to identify her yeah yes absolutely and that this thing she saw scared her enough to start dreaming about her own death to seek out help and perhaps if she felt like she could talk to her family about it maybe she would still be here right yes yeah maybe they wouldn't have gone to the lake or Mm -hmm. the dam or whatever yeah the dam lake (laughs) yeah yeah the dam lake but yeah and that's how it ends and they just kind of drive off and yeah but it is bittersweet it is very bittersweet because they're leaving her behind as we can tell she's still standing in the doorway i know wanting them to see her like it all 
it all feels it feels like it's trying to get you to think about being a teenage girl and having all these feelings and shit and just wanting your family to see you for who you are but they don't they don't yeah they just like just do their own thing and you're like oh man yeah like I wish they would understand me yeah nope nope (laughs) so I I it's a beautiful movie it is in that respect yeah it's a nice slow burn chiller with some really great twists Mm -hmm. here and there yeah absolutely and I just I I just fucking love the credits revealing that Alice was in those photos she was in those videos just not where we were looking right and that's so crazy it is it's so well done I know um I guess let's go ahead and talk about production because the production was very well done I don't know much about this writer director he doesn't have a wikipedia page for me to browse but it felt like he's had experience doing documentaries before that's what it seems like because if you and i like really were convinced that this was like the real thing then that says something Mm -hmm. you know it's really well done um so just reading yeah. the history of making this movie on docu- uh, on Wikipedia, okay. Um, he decided to write it as a documentary style story so he could film it on a lower budget. Okay. He had originally written the bulk of the film in 2005, but he couldn't find funding for what he had written. Oh. So I'm guessing originally he probably had a more traditional supernatural horror movie in yeah. mind. Um, which I'm glad this wasn't that. I'm not the yes. biggest fan. I know of supernatural horror, yes. especially when it's on a lower budget. It ends up being very cheesy. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. And he and Joel Anderson has said, "I don't think this is a supernatural thriller. I think it's meant to be an exploration of grief. Yeah. Technology is used to record people's lives and sort of tracks memories and how technology mediates a lot of our experiences." Right. And I I agree. I think this movie isn't a traditional horror movie. It's an exploration of grief. And to yeah. reference myself um, <laughs> so humbly, one of my first 10-minute plays, mm-hmm. I wrote um, Ghosts Are... Or maybe I wrote it in Let's Hope You Feel Better. I don't know. I've written something to the extent of Ghosts Help Us with grief to believe that something is there after we die right yes and i think this movie captures that idea that humans create ghosts because we don't want to accept that there might not be anything after we die Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with like heaven and the afterlife right is we want this to believe that they're still out there in some capacity and you really felt that with the mother of Mm -hmm. alice um, being the first to kind of sense her there yeah um, through hearing footsteps and noises in the house and not being able to be in the house right yeah um <clears throat> yeah no yeah I agree too um and like I just want to say that I was going into this thinking it was going to be like a, a scary horror movie 
And so like watching it, I was like, like, why isn't it scary? You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's not going to be frightening or scary. There is no jump scares. Like there, there will be moments that are unsettling, but if I would have known, like I, and I don't read about it before I watch it just like, so I don't like spoil it for myself, but it is Mm -hmm. exactly that. It's just an expiration of grief. It is a horror movie because it's, it's horrifying to lose a child. And so, and this is like a really well done documentary with like dark aspects to it, but Mm -hmm. it's not like a, it's not a gory horror, like slasher Mm -hmm. movie. You know what I mean? It's not quite like that. And that's kind of what I expected going in. But um, whenever you think about it and talk it through, it's so well done for what this guy wanted it to be that mm-hmm. it, it is exactly that. <laughs> so I think it's really, really well done in that aspect. Yeah. Um, and apparently there was no written dialogue for the script. It was only an outline of the story. So the actors were oh. expected to improvise. So maybe that's, that's why it doesn't sound like actors reading off of a script. Yeah. But even sometimes when you have like, you're given the improv, it can be even more challenging. So I think that mm-hmm. is really impressive. I would um, I would say that puts this on the same level as Blair Witch wow. Project since Blair Witch Project mm. also didn't have yeah. a script in the traditional sense. They had an outline of what needs to happen each day. Yes. And um in fact barely even that I think with Blair Witch yeah. Project the directors left a note for the actors in the yeah. morning telling them, "Hey, here's the gist of what you guys should do today." Yeah. And then they came up with ways away from the actors to try and scare them mm-hmm. so i think that's, that's really impressive cool. uh the director um can be heard off screen he didn't credit himself but he's heard off screen as the interviewer in the really? documentary so that's kind of how he guided them through oh, cool. <laughs> telling the story nice so it's such a cool concept i love it it is it is it is i really thought that lake mungo was about like i was i was um confusing it with lake placid yeah i was about to say (laughs) which is about like a giant uh alligator crocodile or something like that and i was like oh this is not about that at all (laughs) lake mungo but yeah it is um i think it's really worth it i um i I watched it when I was very tired though, but like, it was still like very engaging because I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what the next twist was going to be because it does keep your attention with these little twists. It that does. I wasn't layers. expecting it to be yeah. revealed that she was a babysitter who was engaging yeah. in a sexual relationship with her neighbors. Yeah. And yeah. Of course. They do go into a bit of like a true crime angle with that saying we investigated this as a potential murder, but then we hit a wall and they just had to drop the case because we don't have enough evidence to the contrary right and they couldn't like say it was like rape or not because they couldn't know if it was like consensual or not Mm -hmm. because of like the content of the video and stuff like that so it's Mm -hmm. yeah oh (laughs) it's just so much so many unknowns but that is life and that is how they presented it to us i think this movie does a really good job at um presenting that aspect of life when you lose a loved one right and especially in an unexpected tragic way like this and suddenly you're learning things about them that you never knew yes yeah because now you devote all your attention to them 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it goes to show like if you would have devoted any more attention, would you have known these things yeah. or would they have been really trying to keep that secret since they were alive? So it's it, you can't know. And this movie isn't going to answer all your questions because all your questions in life are not answered in the mm-hmm. wake of a tragedy. So it's just it's really realistic in that way. Yeah. And that's such a good point about how you learn these things because you're paying more attention to them. You're all your attention is focused on them after they're dead. Oh yeah. So had they paid (laughs) even like a fraction more attention to what was going on with Alice, would they have noticed something something weird going on with her job? Yeah. Like, or something was off or like, Mm -hmm. is she like something changed with her or like whatever? Yeah. Or would she have played it off, kept it a secret, um, yeah, they they do like the, the friend does like this is one thing I didn't like is the friend was like, oh, yeah, like Alice, like she like had secrets. And like, I think it was so crazy that she like had secrets. I'm like, dude, like everybody has secrets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, chill. <laughs> Who doesn't have a secret? Right. Yeah. So I thought that was a little cheesy, but like they're just trying to make a point there that she was very open. And if she had a secret that that would be something that would be like a negative thing. Uh, in her life that she was trying to keep away from people so I don't know but other Mm -hmm. than that I think that it really does have this interesting aspect of the supernatural by being able to see your own future Mm -hmm. with like the medium and stuff and like having that ability to like you know have like that ESP or whatever it is where it's like I can I have these feelings or I have this bad feeling that something really bad is going to happen and like I can't escape it which is a metaphor for life of course everybody will die eventually and you can't stop that but nobody wants to die too soon I don't know so it's just you can go on and on I feel like with this movie about any type of conversation you want regarding Mm -hmm. the existentialism or or whatever else yeah yeah I liked it. Yeah. I would say this is a great little underrated horror movie. I would give it an ah, yeah, that fucked me up. Realistic aspects, losing your child. Oh, yeah. Like grief. Drowning like very quickly, like after you get out of the water and you turn around and like the person's already like dead. And that also made me think like, what, like, was it supernatural? Was she killed? Was she, did she disappear? Was she just supposed to die right then and there? And like, that was her fate. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that is. Yeah, I think. That is shocking. That's one of the things is yeah. we'll never, just like her family, we'll never know yes. if it was just spontaneous drowning. Like yeah. she got stuck on something and her parents mm-hmm. didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Right. Or yeah. if someone did kill her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't know. And and I think that the movie is trying to say that like you can't you can devote a lot of time to stuff like that, but you can't devote your whole life to try to figure out what exactly happened because in her circumstance you may never know. Mm-hmm. And so you could just like waste your life trying to like come up with these, you know, um conspiracy theories, you know, about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so losing a loved one, losing your child. Um, and that's apparent in the beginning because the mom is like saying like how upset she is that her own mother is there. And she's like, it didn't feel like the right order of things, meaning that like your youngest should not be the first to die yeah. out of like, you know what I mean? Like all the matriarchs of the family. So 
there's that uh what else um I guess oh my god just like having like neighbors that you didn't know <laughs> just like uh with your child sexually mm-hmm. <laughs> like and they were like freaks you know what I mean like so that's like very freaky stuff yeah. like you shouldn't like because it was like the couple with the girl so that is very distressing <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to think about and they have ch- children themselves it's just really messed up yeah. right next door and then they got in their house I'm like what is your doors unlocked like how are people getting in so it's like that too it'd be pretty pretty upset if like I saw on a tape that like my neighbor was in my house and like how often have they been coming to my house mm-hmm. <laughs> really getting in um having a, a son that is trying to cope by like making fake pictures with a dead daughter that can yeah. be a little distressing because we never find out why he did that but like very well he no- alludes to yeah. how why he did it but yeah. his parents don't really believe oh. him he said it was well, yeah, mom said she didn't fully believe um, yeah. that dad identified the right body. So I wanted to give them a reason to exhume oh, Alice. Yeah, yeah. But That's like, true. was it yes. really? Right. Yeah. Was it, did it start like that? Or like, did that give you an excuse to keep doing more? You yeah. know what did I mean? Did you yeah. like the idea of, yeah. like, yeah, because I, sorry, my, that's okay. air conditioning shut my door and it scoop, spooked me oh yeah i heard a noise um <laughs> she was, uh i think the first instance was the leaked photo of yeah. uh alice at the dam like mm-hmm. someone who looked like alice at the dam and that got a lot of people buzzing that maybe she's still alive and so maybe that triggered something in him that he wanted to give his parents this hope yeah even though his dad looked at her with his own two eyes like right. maybe I did get it wrong yes 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 but at yeah. that point if she was still alive she would have you know come yeah. home yeah maybe she would have come home or like yeah that's that's what made it kind of eerie because you're like if she's alive like why is she like being so creepy <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean um yeah but she unfortunately she did die um what else I guess like well the existence of radio mediums is a thing but we don't know if this man was legit or not really Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. these people like they had like sessions with him where they like imagine themselves in the house and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but that's their I guess that's their own consciousness guiding them I don't know if like the dude like did like a special thing where it's like only because I'm here like they're able to see their own future like we don't know so that's just like putting your hope in whatever you can to try to find Uh, an answer yeah um or try to get some closure or something like that or get someone to, to listen to you and the church people like barely came into the picture i feel like um because they tried to have like the religious aspect Mm -hmm. but like i kind of like forgot even what they any points that they made you know what i mean i like don't yeah i don't think they really play a huge role in this no they don't yeah so that uh the friends boy from being upset yeah i don't think anything else um realistic wise Everything else is kind of more like up to your interpretation and it's a little bit uh, supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yep. Swimming at the dam <laughs> could get stuck. No. Going to the lake and the lake is just dirt. Yeah. <laughs> dirt videos of running around and no lake in sight. 
Um, yeah. But I think that's all I have. Yeah, I don't think anything else. Um, I agree with Sam. Um, So really go into this with an open mind, knowing that it's not going to be a frightening horror film. It's just something to make you think a little bit. And so therefore, when you're going into it with that mindset, like, oh, yeah, that fucked me up, too, because it's it's not something you should go in and be like oh well that didn't like entertain me because you'll definitely shut it down you this is like a totally different um type of a vibe here mm-hmm. but i think it's a horror movie all the same it um, is <laughs> so yeah oh yeah that fucked me up it is not about a giant alligator but it doesn't have to be i'm glad it wasn't <laughs> actually <laughs> in sight um yeah so stay tuned for the next movie that we're going to watch. In the meantime, I swear we I will finish the originals. Finish I'm gonna, the originals. I'm gonna finish the originals, Sam, because I'm not gonna be that person. Yeah. And so I'm gonna finish it this week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had a good idea so, as we yeah. prepare to start uh Death Note as your first anime. Death Note, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, since you said you recognize the characters from your time Death. at Hot Topic, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. I would have you um explain what you think the show is going to be about okay before we start it oh do you want me to explain now or next episode next episode next episode okay so don't read any descriptions okay i won't um, read anything based on your memories of the t-shirts at hot topic (laughs) (laughs) okay i think i can do a pretty good summary based on just the yeah the shirts and other merchandise Mm -hmm. I, i have seen and then uh, all I need to know, and I'll just ask this, I'll ask you, is where I will stream it, and then that's all I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> but I won't start until yeah. I finish the originals, because that Yeah, be I believe it's available for sure on Tubi. Yes, which... okay. What Wasn't this movie on Tubi? This was on Tubi. Nice. Tubi's great. Yeah, which I don't know where <laughs> Tubi falls with the whole um, writer strike. I don't think they're in the AMTP of that alphabet but yeah. i don't know who owns them um but again sag after a wga haven't called for a strike of streaming services so yeah. you know st- continue seeing movies continue streaming movies because when this is all over people still deserve to get their money yes <laughs> they worked hard on these movies so and the big thing is we don't want theaters to go out of business yeah that's just gonna hurt getting us all. started again i know they're just coming around again mm-hmm. so please don't let it go yeah it's important and um i think people are really excited to be going back to the movies again yeah and doing these double features like barbie and oppenheimer and stuff yeah cool so that's all yeah. i have all let's right. get to the new and improved outro notes yes everybody please enjoy this new and improved outro because our outro is outdated am i right yeah yeah (laughs) i wrote that probably in 2016 or something like that or earlier 2015 maybe but anyway it's been a long time so thanks for tuning into our episode we are the real horror show podcast our host is sam odie and I'm the co-host, Stormy Skies. The podcast was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed, edited, and produced by Sam Odie. You can find Sam on Instagram at oh, hi, I'm Sam, one word. And you can find Stormy on Instagram at the Stormy Skies, one word. <laughs> uh, you can find The Real Horror Show podcast on Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, Google Play Store, Pandora, and anywhere you like to stream your podcasts. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you're always in the know when a new episode comes out. 
follow us on social media. You can find The Real Horror Show podcast on Instagram, threads, TikTok, Facebook, and X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to change back to Twitter time soon, but we are still there. Anyway, we do more than just podcasts. We love to write and have plenty of great movie reviews and essays, all of which can be found on our website, realhorrorshow.com. We love hearing from our listeners. You can ask us a question or send us a movie request to review. You can DM us on social media, or you can even send us an email at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Call for guests. Do you love horror movies? Are you a podcaster, a content creator, a movie lover, or anyone in between who is a listener to our show? We would love to have you as a guest on one of our episodes. Reach out to us via social media DM or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Our podcast episodes featuring guests are all listed on our website, realhorrorshow.com. We are so thankful for all of our listeners. You are the life force of our podcast and we wouldn't really exist without you. Thank you all for making this podcast real and supporting us as we record every week. You can support us in different ways, such as liking and sharing our podcast episodes on social media. Giving us a review will help the podcast more than you know, and will help other listeners find it too. You can also donate to Real Horror Show by visiting our support page on our website, where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal, buy us a coffee with the buy us a coffee button, or you can explore our very interesting Amazon wish list. The Real Horror Show podcast stands behind SAG-AFTRA and WGA as they strike. If you want to support the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, then consider donating to the Entertainment Community Fund, which supports those who are out of work. You can also donate to other funds benefiting actors, writers, and crew members using the links found in the episode notes. And any other pertinent news other than I swear I'm going to finish the originals? Uh, not right now. Um, other than, well, I don't want to support Netflix, but I was going to say when we are going to watch a new Netflix show, when the strike is over, uh, they officially announced the sequel series to Castlevania, which is going to follow for Castlevania fans of the games, Richter Belmont. And it's not starting with Symphony of the Night. It's starting with one of the other games. So it's going to be a longer series. Um, Hopefully, like the other one. So that yeah. will be cool. That'll be really cool. Um, speaking of games and stuff, we should talk about something off mic a little bit too. Okay. Um, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, other than that pertinent news, our, our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. He could be found at jonathancolton.com. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. This is Real Horses signing off. Bye. Bye bye. I love the creepy doll that always follows.